the prodigal sons with not your average Joseph and Sofa King Marvelous. Welcome back to the best no judgment zone in the world because neither one of us don't have any law degrees. I'm Marvelous. And I'm not your average Joseph. And we are the Prodigal Sons. Let's start the show. Happy, happy, happy damn new year, everybody. Yes, it, it, it feels like it's been such a long time we've been away from you. But, you know, we've been kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying time with family as one should. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. I mean, you know, a little, little turkey drunk, all that good shit is over, pop bottles and everything for the new year run. So, I mean, everything is all good, man. We back to the basics and everything, you know, still got all my body parts, everything functioning as well. How are you over there? I'm I'm, I'm good. I, I, I Ten fingers, ten toes. Yeah, you know, made it through whatever, whatever religious deity you guys believe in, you know, still got it all here. We still moving. We back to the business and everything. So hopefully you guys enjoy and get ready for the shits again. But you know, I don't. I don't really do New Year's resolutions and everything, right? Do you do your New Year's resolutions? Cause I feel like, I feel like people should be. I don't know if making a New Year's resolution was like legit. Like you had to like send it to the government and then you break that bitch, and that was part of the law. Yeah, half of us would be in fucking jail. You you stopping at half? I'll probably say by 80, 80% of 80% us would be in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's the problem with setting New Year's resolu- resolutions. Is it's it, You set them every year. Yeah, you got them You got them people and stuff, whatever, getting wild, whatever, right? The, the gym is always overpacked, whatever. Motherfuckers like, this year I'm going to get fit, get thin, lose weight, feel great. That gym membership... That bitch be like four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. They catch you for the year, but you know, come like Valentine's Day, whatever. They ain't going nowhere. That bitch is vacant. But then you know they they been said something like um, within the first six months, all right. Majority of the people who make that New Year's resolution of joining the gym and becoming fit, probably about maybe thirty percent is left. Shit, I seen some shit on World Star. They said something about like, um, I think you fuck around, have, go through no chips, no snacks, no nothing, whatever for thirty days. I'm like negative. Yeah, <laughs> that shit that miss me with that bullshit. But I don't know. A lot of people and stuff, but they feel different, and then they try to do it. If they do it, salute to all that hold the news resolutions intact. I haven't done news resolution in like eons and stuff forever. I just looked at it and stuff was that um my last news resolution was that I would I want to meet ten new people just like twenty fifteen right ten new people and stuff that I don't know have a conversation stuff with them twenty sixteen I spiced that up to like twenty five new people and in twenty seventeen and stuff I did fifty and I actually met and talked to converse with fifty new people by May. By May, that that fifty new people that you had no Never, clue, no, no clue, nothing, no anything whoever about. the hell and stuff. I changed my demeanor and stuff, whatever, because I want to say like I'm a young kid from the hood and stuff, whatever. So I want to say my persona was kind of like I want to stand offish, but I'm like, you know what? That's not gonna help me be a better me. Right. So right. I kind of had to like think closely about my thoughts and how I carry myself and how people perceive me. And just started a small conversation with other random ass people. Like if it had been in the elevator, I'd just tuck my cell phone away. And just try to, you know, mingle, meet, and greet some people. Just kind of kick it. Just, yeah, it's keeping on a personal level. and Yeah, like some regular basic shit, whatever, right? Because, I mean, some people go too wild with it, though. Like, they want, like, 
this year, I'ma make me a million dollars. How, motherfucker? Well, I, and I think that's the whole nostalgia of the New Year's resolution thing. New Year, New Year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 I think it's almost it's it's reached Santa Claus proportion where <laughs> <laughs> you know the shit ain't real. But you're still gonna perpetuate it. Yeah, they they go in, man. And it's it's a it's a tradition. It's so it's it's a tradition more than anything else. What's the wildest news resolution you heard? Um, I I don't even know because I've heard so many different New Year's resolutions that it's you just gotta say that there hasn't been anything that's mentioned under the sun mm-hmm. that's probably hasn't been put into some sort of resolution. You know the one I the one I dislike, whatever. I don't hate nothing, whatever. I just dislike it the most is the one that like I'm about to cut off some people and stuff, whatever. In the new year, in so the new year. They, but I'm like, if every year you doing this, you the problem. You the problem. If you gotta cut, keep cutting people off and stuff, whatever. For the new year roll around, you gotta be a problem. You gotta watch how you choose these friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would say that's a a big part of it. If I mean, if you're not choosing your friends wisely, and then yeah, it's gonna be a reflection on you. It's gonna be a reflection on the things that you do, and in the end, mm-hmm. you're obviously gonna find yourself having to you know make that resolution all over again. They trimming the fuck out of the fat every they, damn year, man. And so what? They trim the fat. And they get some some new friends or the fake friends and everything, and then they cut them off and stuff again. I like what you were saying. Get five rich friends. Would you want to cut these rich friends off? Hell no. Nah, you 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 changing your whole outlook. You trying to cut at, them off. You trying to cut the point. check. You trying to have them cut the check. Yeah, but that's it. You you you're, you're trying to be part of that New Year's resolution <laughs> of going forward <laughs> in a rich circle and not that same that poor one that you was in before. Yo, this thing, I want to say, to me, I feel like this year just started off with, like, a bang. It's like, not even, we not even in double digits yet and stuff for them in the days. And then just, boom, like, I mean, all right, there was a situation stuff, whatever, with the McDonald's chick. And if you've seen that. Yes, I did see that. That, 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 that was a crazy, that was a crazy one. But, um, put, homegirl got some hands. Oh no, she wasn't. She wasn't playing, man. Homegirl got some hands, man. She and let him know she is not the one, man. She, she said, "I am not she the one." Definitely was not the one. And, and you know what the funny thing about it is? Mm-hmm. I was saying to myself, "There's, there's, there's a lot of technique in some of those those punches that was thrown." Only getting to find out that her mom had put her in boxing class when she was younger. <laughs> Not only did her mom put her in boxing classes when she was younger, mm-hmm. but I think her uncle was like either an amateur or some sort of professional boxer. So, oh, so the hands was a must. The, ha- the hands was a must. The hands was a must. You understand? And I'm thinking she might have she might have threw those at a couple times Yo, already. She put the paws on that dude. First dude. of all, what's the, dude, the dude's name is Daniel Willis Taylor, right? For those that that don't know. The female McDonald's employee, I guess him and her got into altercation about pertaining to his meal. And when they got into the altercation pertaining to his meal, um, this took, sorry, this took place in St. Petersburg, Florida. He got angry and stuff with her and went to go grab her by the collar of her shirt. Straight assault. Yeah. Hands down, straight assault. Because he grabbed her first. And it was caught on video and stuff. But for those that don't, don't know, whatever, 
Y'all know how to run the search. But he put his hands on her first, and the young lady had nothing to do but to defend herself. That was it. That's, I mean, and you can't wrong her at that point. No. I mean. She held it down. She held it the fuck down. She she gave him, she gave him the fist of cuffs. <laughs> Yo. I think I was more pissed off at the fact that um, she was the only one really throwing fisticuffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's that, that had me feeling type of way. The dude, there's a tall dude and stuff, whatever, in the background, dark skin dude. Right. He ain't even throw no hands and stuff, whatever, and he barely tried to grab her and everything, like to separate and everything, like whatever. When, I don't know if his back was turned at the beginning of the altercation or whatnot, whatever, but I felt like, he said it at least did some more because, okay, you don't know random dude, but you do know if it's every day with coworkers throwing hands to employees, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, well, that, that's, and that's what I was saying. It's like, how you going to make it seem like, you know, she out here doing what she got to do, but you ain't ready to defend your coworker. And yeah. it, it, because it, she looked like, she would have threw some fists if you got into an altercation and you couldn't hold it down. She might have had to hold it down for you. Yeah, man. She, she was holding it down, man. She was more than holding it down. She was, listen, she was fist to cuff Betty. <laughs> I like that. I like that. She was fist to cuff Betty, you know what I mean? And, and she just, she put she put the work in putting the work. Yeah, so, you know, that, that started off with a bang and stuff as is, whatever. Um... Lil Jasmine Barnes. So Lil Jasmine and stuff, whatever, and her mom and some other kids that was in the car got shot in the drive-by in a Walmart in Houston. Mm, yeah. Right? And it was it was sad because little girl was seven years old and she lost her life. Her mom got shot and stuff in the process, whatever, and everything was belligerent out of no space, shape, or form. Family ain't into the shits. Nothing. And it happened, whatever, right? And it was heartbreaking and stuff, whatever. For any seven-year-old, I, me, myself, whatever, I can't take going to, like, a, a children's funeral and seeing an itty-bitty coffin and stuff, whatever. That will break me. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no doubt. So the fact that anybody under double digits and stuff, much less whatever, is to get shot and killed, it was crucial. And the witnesses claim it was a white man that... Did the shooting and drove off in a truck, a pickup truck or something like that, whatever. And they put out the APB on the pickup truck and all of the above. Did the shooting drove off in a truck? Yeah, so pickup truck goes by and the witnesses said, I believe the, it was a white man. And a few other people said they couldn't see the person that drove off, but they said they felt like it was a race crime. Right. Right. And I want to say... Just that piece of information that was given and stuff, whatever, had the media and most people and stuff in a kind of a frenzy, feeling the type of way. Yeah, Saying yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, a white man killing a young little girl and stuff for no damn reason and all that type of stuff, whatever. They felt the type of way. And then, this past Sunday, it came out that the two shooters and stuff, for the two people that let off the shots, was actually two black men. Oh, so it's so, so it, it wasn't it wasn't one shooter. It, it was two two shooters. shooters. Okay. And they were shooting and stuff for there because they, they, they assumed that the car was, you know, belonged to someone else. Right, right. So they let off the shots and they didn't know what they did and stuff for there, but they killed, you know, the little girl the innocent, in the process. The innocent girl. The innocent the girl, process, yeah. right? So my thing and stuff is that <clears throat> because so many people were enraged at the moment and stuff, whatever, from once they heard white man 
killing little girl. I feel like they went back to not a Trayvon Martin moment, whatever, but like a race waiting type of thing, whatever. Like I call them race waiters and stuff. I heard Charlemagne say the say the term and stuff once too, but I I call it race waiting and stuff for the word that people just waiting. They're waiting for something to 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 say like yo, it's the white man. Like you know, for example, one of my boys and stuff, whatever. This motherfucker ain't pay his own damn phone bill. Yeah, and he didn't pay his phone bill and stuff, whatever. And then when his phone got cut. And then he called me and stuff from another night. I'm like, what number is this with her? He's like, oh, I'm using my mom's phone. The white man cut my phone off. No, bitch. You ain't pay your goddamn <laughs> phone bill. <laughs> and then the white man cut your phone off. You didn't pay your damn phone bill. Listen, listen. No. The white man cut his phone off. Mm. <laughs> he did cut his phone off. Okay. But it was for specific reasons. Because he didn't pay his damn yes, bill. That's right. So that's what I'm saying. So like when I... I'm like, nah, man. I feel like those type of people and stuff just waiting to say like, yo, this is racist, whatever, right? Listen, to that friend out there, if the black man opened a phone company and you ain't pay that bill, he cutting your phone off too. I'm going to lop that shit off, man. He Don't let me own that company. Cutting your phone off too. I'm going to lop that off. You ain't getting no friends of family discount if you ain't paying your damn bill. Nah, you, you get a you credit pay, at the end of the year. You, pay, you better pay some. Pay up. Pay up. We'll give you 12 bucks at the end of the year. A dollar for each month. Pay up. Yeah, man. So, I mean... The race waiting thing, I feel a type of way and stuff whatever about it a lot because I feel like, um, my opinion, I feel like the world we live in and stuff, we should kind of more so come together. Like even like I spoke about the NAACP, it started off with, I believe, eight or ten members. Yeah. And two of the members were black. Right. Ida B. Wells and W.E.B. Dubois. Right. They were the only black people and stuff on it. The rest was all Caucasian. Right. So right. I feel like, the National Association for Colored People, American Association for Colored People and stuff, whatever, if that is for, you know, for people and stuff, whatever, of, you know, the minority and everything, and they came together with predominantly Caucasian people and stuff, whatever, meaning we can come together, we can do great shit. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. How do you feel about race waiting? You kind of get what I'm coming from with the race waiting you know, thing? No, I, 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 I get exactly where you're coming from, and it's... It's, I don't know, it's it's hard for kind of me to weigh in on because even though I grew up in in Canada, and not to say that there's no racism here, mm-hmm. it's a place that hides its racism, racism very, very well. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Where right. you're in the States, they straight up let you know they are racist. Yeah, we don't like your kind. Yeah, so I, I'm thinking of... Listen, you're on the 20 years of fate being nice. You kind of almost get sucked into that fate being nice. Whereas if you're 20 years of that always in your face, Mm -hmm. the 21st year, you're looking for that to still be in your face. Uh, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, you're right. You you, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like... It's almost like you've been trained to waste race weight. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm here, I'm looking at it as, eh, nah, nah. I grew up in a neighborhood which was mixed. Right. I didn't grow up in a neighborhood which was predominantly black. Right. So growing up, I interacted with white kids. Mm-hmm. You understand? Where some people grew up just interacting with black kids so okay let me ask you this you living in Canada and stuff right for like 
for like all your life and everything. Well, and... well, uh, well, let me just finish that. Okay. Let me just go finish ahead, that thought. Hit that. Because you got to remember, kids don't see color. Kids just see fun, man. Fact. But you, they're taught that from the elders around them. They, they're taught that from the from the elders around them. But you gotta you gotta understand if if you going if if he's telling your your moms you're going outside to play mm. at a at that age, you understand? Your parents are just saying, okay, you're going out and you're playing with the kids in the neighborhood, right? 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 Coming from a predominantly black neighborhood, all those kids are gonna be black, right? Coming from a mixed neighborhood. There's, there's no such thing as, you know, a predominantly black, you understand? So, and you get outside and Johnny's white, mm-hmm. Johnny just wants to have fun. Now, that's not to say Johnny's parents may not hang with black people, right? may not roll with black people, may not have any black friends in the circle. Mm-hmm. But Johnny looking at you like every other kid on the block. So he playing with you with like every other kid on the block. Right. So you growing up in a situation where you almost you almost really don't see it till you start to get older. I don't know, I don't know mm. if you if you if you kind of no, see what I'm saying. No, you're just saying because as, as, as a kid or whatever. Your main concern is fun. That's it. So you're not watching skin color, attitude, nationality, none of that shit. But that's what I'm saying. When you get older and stuff, like I said, like you're getting taught these type of things. Yeah. And then when they're coming into like in fruition, whatever, right? Because I want to say like the bullyism and all that type of stuff. Like that's non-racist issues and stuff start coming into factor when they get older. When they get older, right? So then. When hence when you're saying stuff, when they get older, they come to a point where now now race might be an issue and everything like that, because that see that ain't cool to me, but the fact that people will sit there like black people, I know black people, yeah, I know black people and stuff whatever. It's kind of like say if like a white man might cut them off and stuff in traffic, mm. they'd be like, he seen I was coming. That's fucking racist. Be like, those assholes that cut everybody off in traffic. Black people cut everybody off in traffic. I cut people off in traffic. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it's not really. I like hope a, I ain't racist. No, no, I want that. Whatever. I'm about to say, I might need a new bumper sticker or some shit. But I mean, it, it comes off. It comes to the territory, and so the people just looking to throw out the R word and stuff, whatever. Racist. That fast because they're just waiting and stuff, whatever. And I'm like, yo, I don't feel like that's cool. My opinion. So I mean, it's the same thing and stuff, whatever. Like. Like I said, with this little Jasmine situation, you know, rest her soul, it just came out of nowhere and stuff, whatever. Like, witnesses said they saw a white dude drive off in a truck. But, and, and, and see, and this is what I'm trying to, this is what I'm trying to fathom. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because you're looking at it as eyewitness account. Right. Right? So you're thinking somebody really did see a white man driving off in a truck. They had a photo too. They took a snapshot. It could have been a scared ass Caucasian hearing gunshots going off. And he's just flooding scene. But the, the, exactly, right? Because unless you're unless you're you're actually watching the streets, mm-hmm. which nobody on the streets is really watching the streets, watching cars go by. I mean, sometimes you might might do it as a hobby, just watching the cars go by and say, Oh, 
oh, that's gonna be my car. That's you know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Some 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 kid shit. But you're not watching every car that goes by. So you hear gunshots. That's what alerts you to something. Mm-hmm. But it's always gonna alert you to it after the fact. You understand? Mm-hmm. So bang, 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 bang. You turn around. You see people fleeing the scene. Any one of those people could be a shooter. Fact. Any one of those people could be a shooter, right? The fact that it's a little black girl now. Also, the fact that it's a case of a mistaken identity. Because mm-hmm. now, now it's a situation of, well, nobody had no business shooting at this car. Right. So what could be the motive? So the first thing now people are going to think of, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a vehicle carrying black passengers. It must be racist. Yeah, I guess. Because clearly they're not criminals in the car. No, they're all kids. Kids and a mother. You understand? Yeah. So it's, it's not like it's a criminal element where we're looking at, okay, now nah, it was a drive-by shooting. It's gang-related. Mm-hmm. They've already removed that element out. So if they remove the gang-related, you remember, and we and we look at grand gang-related incidents as black black on black crime. Right. If it ain't gang-related, then it's gotta be something else. Well, you broke that bitch down like you watch friggin' every episode of fucking Law and Order. I watch every episode of Forty Eight Hours. Oh, 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 <laughs> that's oh, what that my, is. That's oh, what that okay. is. So your punk has to be out there and stuff with your magnifier scope. I found a shell casing. Uh, That's a number two over here. Hold on, yeah. Bob. Let me finish my coffee, my sandwich. <laughs> Yo, talking to the camera crew and shit. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, it's about... We about uh, four hours into the case. Yo, that cock is ticking. We're going to find these motherfuckers that did the shooting. These racist motherfuckers that did the shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's, it's two, black t- two black dudes. God damn. I don't know, man. More of the whole... That whole situation and stuff, whatever, is that... I don't know who said that, but in any case and stuff, whatever. Like if you if you don't see nothing, you don't see nothing. If you thought you had some shit misconstrued and stuff, whatever, you give your statement to the police and let that be that whatever. Because those photos of the truck itself will never, ever, ever, ever touch the internet. If the police inf- information. Right? Right. So, so s- let me so let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. how how is it that they found found out that it was Two black dudes with due diligence of police work and stuff whatever because okay. they were saying that the location um i think gun casings and stuff whatever you know how that goes with the ballistics and stuff with the gun right so i guess when they got those guys got when one guy got scooped um obviously they're gonna do ballistics and stuff whatever through the gun and stuff whatever in the shell that they removed from the little girl and the mother and it matched one match. of the guns mm. so i guess you know you know, sink or swim and stuff, whatever. He brought his boy down, or he confessed that his he was with his boy, and the situation and stuff took place. You know how that goes, Mister Forty Eight Hours over there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's when they came down and stuff, whatever. When the hammer came down and stuff on them, mm. right? And like, I'm glad these dudes and stuff are brought to justice and all the above. Um, to the peoples of that might say free dudes and everything and stuff. That's all on y'all, cause that was just some fuck shit to me, but. Little girl lost her life. 
mother has to bury her child first thing of the damn 2019. Yeah, that's great. That's I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing about it when you really, really dig deep and look at it. It's like we not, 2019. Yeah. You know, we here, but this this little girl ain't. Yeah. You know, I look at it and stuff like, you know, maybe because I'm a parent and everything, but I look at it like this girl can't, you know, she won't be able to put on like makeup later, go to prom, do some shit that, you know, like average girls and stuff, whatever, like know they're going to be monikers in their life. Right. And, you know, it's a sad moment and everything like that. What? But, I mean, we don't, we shouldn't just be shooting off to like the race card and stuff, whatever, that fast and everything like that. Because what if they gave a full description of the white dude and he probably, I don't know, he might look like Colonel Sanders and shit. And the dude just driving his pickup truck, minding his damn business, and then they pull him the fuck over and get him street, street yeah. justice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that I mean that that could have easily happened. Yeah, because you like real quick with a real quick like the man be minding his business like I, I don't I go to Walmart like maybe once a year, you know. Well, you went to the wrong Walmart. You should have never shot Jasmine. He's like I don't own a gun, and then they beat the shit out of the dude. Whatever, right? Yeah. So I mean, hey, I don't know, man, but. Lighter note and stuff, whatever. Like you know, R.I.P. to little Jasmine and family. Your thought, our thoughts and prayers are with that family and stuff in the Potaku Sons. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. Tragic right. situation for sure. That was some real shit. Now on the fuck shit side, let's talk about the elephant in the room: Robert Sylvester Kelly's docu series. Your favorite show. We spoke about it already before. Now, I told you, come January, I'm going to be all eyes glued to this shit. I'm a man of principle and a man of my word. I was glued to this shit. How do you feel about Robert Sylvester Kelly? Listen, man. Not your average Joseph. Listen. He was sick. And he told us he was sick. The the, the very first line he gave us my mind's telling me no but but my body body is telling me yes yes. he don't see nothing wrong with a little (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) with a little bump and grind he didn't. He 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 let you know off the bat what was going on, and when I start th- start to think back, mm. and I I I ain't gonna sit down like I wasn't an R. Kelly fan because I was. You know what I mean? When when that twelfth play came out, I was, and I think I think more of it of it being me as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Trying to get into that stage of manhood. You got little hormones raging. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You 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 trying to you you trying to get yourself some skins. All those lyrics spoke to you. Well, I mean, yeah. As a young man, trying to approach adulthood. Cause I mean, I feel like even his time in that time and stuff there, in that that circuit time frame when he. Public enemy, uh, sorry, public announcement to R. Kelly, the artist by himself. It's like a transition from the classic normal R and B and stuff from like a, even like a boys to men style, to like this raunchiness. The raunchiness. He want to say he put the raunchiness in the in the whole R and B side and stuff, whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't think no one else really brought it like that before. 
So I mean, I w- if 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 I would say there would be anybody close to it, it probably would have been maybe Jodeci at the time. True. Maybe around the same time. Around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he he pretty much led the pack with that. He led the pack because then after that they came out with Fiend and stuff years later. After way after Bumping Grant after Twelve Play. Mm, yeah. Because uh, you know it was they had the lady. Forever My Lady mm-hmm. and like you know like Stay it was kind of like a nice little subtle vibe and stuff whatever right yeah, but the raunchiness yeah. Kells brought that heavy he gave you 12 play I look at it like this <clears throat> to sum it up before before we get into the shits and stuff of it whatever little breakdown side some people hear R. Kelly's music right hear R. Kelly meaning like if they go to a club and they hear stepping the name love they out there stepping and stuff and they just care about moving dancing having a good damn time and there's people like myself that listen to R. Kelly's music yeah there's a difference between hearing and listen I am a I break down lyrics all the way Biggie is one of my favorite artists and stuff of all time but Biggie has some questionable lines oh yeah for sure for sure you look so good at sucking your daddy's dick pause button okay super pause button so that's what I'm saying like for even Biggie to drop a line and stuff for that, and that's one of my favorite artists. I'm gonna still pick that out. On that, she's got that vibe song. He called out some chicks. Yeah. Michelle's got it. Yeah. Lisa's got it. Yeah. Sharon's got it. Yeah. Even a little Aaliyah's got it. Mm. And I'm like, why you put the little before the Aaliyah? Why you just say Aaliyah? Mm-hmm. Fast forward three, four years later, there's a new R&B artist to the scene. Aaliyah Houghton. Right, right. She comes out with a song written by Robert Sylvester Kelly. <clears throat> I got to say Sylvester. I like the fucking middle name. I don't Do know. You like Sylvester? I, 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 I like it. Because with the R, Kelly, yeah. it was a mystery and stuff of that before. Yeah, yeah. But the Robert Sylvester Kelly, oh man, you got to give him a three-piece name, man. Sylvester just makes him sound more like a sleaze bag yeah, when you yeah, throw yeah, that yeah, Sylvester yeah, in there. Because he's kind of sly with it, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, when he wrote AJ nothing but a number. It was about a young girl getting with an older dude. Right. And saying, AJ nothing but a number and getting down in nothing but a thing. Yeah. He wrote that. Yeah. So anything pertaining to him being with young girls, when he wrote that, made the young girl sing the song, shouldn't be a shock at all to anybody. People feel like they should be, he should be more demonized and stuff now than ever and stuff, whatever. This man gave you clues in all his songs that he dropped, except for I Believe I Can Fly. I don't know what inspiration came from from that. Oh, they tell you on the video. He 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 he, he was sitting out with his brother watching the, the Space, Space Jam. Jam. Right, right, right. My yeah, bad, my he, bad. He got a little spiritual right, to see right. Michael j- j- yeah. jumping at the rim and yeah, shit. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. you know what I mean? But I think... I think people didn't really catch on with the whole Aaliyah thing initially is because when she first came out mm-hmm. we just knew she was like she was an, she was an artist within the camp and i don't even think a lot of people knew she was an artist within the camp they just probably knew her as Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean right and unless you really know how the the music business works a lot of times when people see new artists mm-hmm. and they, they see them performing the songs, a lot of times they think the artist actually writes the song that they're singing. True. You understand? True. So 
Like Pe- Usher, with the, these are my confessions. Yeah. They 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 thought like, oh my gosh, Usher cheated on Chili. You're like, no, JD wrote the song. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's 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 a situation where you think, oh, this is the artist 100% mm-hmm. thoughts, emotions, giving it to you raw. Mm-hmm. So everybody just thought, and I've seen this thrown a lot, thrown around a lot within the, the whole series. She was an old soul. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, where do you get the fact that she was an old soul? Right? Because mm-hmm. right at the beginning, the the, the the very first one that they were talking and they were saying, you know what I mean, the, the one girl who was talking, she was saying, yo, she was fresh out of the water. She was wearing tight clothes. She had no style, no this, no that, no swag, no nothing. You're old soul. You got you got swag right off the bat. Ain't nobody got to teach you that. Right. Right? Right. So what are you basing the fact that she's an old soul from? You understand? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of them were based on the fact that the lyrics she was singing was so mature. Right. But guess what? The lyrics she was singing... She wasn't writing. Right. You understand? So, that kind of eliminates that whole old soul theory unless you got something else to base that off of. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, when she pops up on the scene now, and remember, again, she popping up on the scene, ain't nobody really knowing who's writing the lyrics. They're thinking she's writing the lyrics. Then right. you thinking she's writing the lyrics. She's writing those type of lyrics. Then she got to be an old soul. Right? Okay. Okay. So, you're not even associating Dirtbag Kelly yet to this Aaliyah vibe that's coming up. Yeah. It's now getting to start to see after that, you know what I mean? After that single drops now, everybody starts investigating, yo, who's this Aaliyah check? Which, oh, she's coming from that R. Kelly camp. Right. Oh, this is R. Kelly's protege. Mm-hmm. Then it's the movements that's going on between him and her. Him and her. That's you kind of making you saying, "Well, I know what a protege is, but this kind of seemed like it could be more than just a little bit of a protege." Right. But he already gave you clues in the music. He gave you clues. He gave you clues. He in the gave music, you. He gave you clues in the music. But that's what I'm saying. Nobody people, was making the. Con- nobody was making because they were connection. hearing the song, but they were never listening to it. They weren't listening. So to that's it. what I'm saying. Like this whole docu series and stuff to me. I want to say, like I said, eighty five percent is I already knew. Yeah, yeah. I already knew. The fifteen percent of stuff came from like, okay, makes sense. So this is that person. This is that person and stuff. Whatever, right? Because. It just kind of chimed in and stuff for like to the media. Media knew her and R. Kelly got married. Right. Whatever. Right. Even the old Leah uh, movie and stuff that came out before yeah. whatever about her and everything dying. That Lifetime flick and stuff. Whatever. That was Lifetime too. Everybody knew that her and R. Kelly got married and stuff like that. Whatever. Oh right? yeah, we, I, we the hundred dollars. Yeah, but that. the hundred dollars though, like Kells has been yo sandbagging people. The hundred dollars you paid the family. 
the fuck is a hundred dollars though? Like, no, nah, but I, he he started learning later on because later on they was getting six figures. Yeah, 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 true, <laughs> true. Was, you know what I mean? It it raised quite substantially. The Latina mommy, mm. her people, her moms and stuff got a check for like a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. When she was in the hospital and stuff, for her kicking the bucket. Right. And then the brother who went through the like you know who got the blame work and everything, he's about to get a hundred thousand dollars and a record deal. <laughs> That's not guaranteed shit. <laughs> yo, yo, so, salute the Kells. The reason why I say salute the Kells is because here's my thing black people kill Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Black people kill Malcolm X. Yep. Malcolm X was a black person doing shit for black people. Right. Right? You know, the whole infamous get your hands out of my pockets, get your hands out of my jeans, and then bomb, bomb, they shot Malcolm X. Get him, got him the fuck out of there. People were speculating stuff. CIA had their hand into it. They paid off black people, but the black man still took the money and said he about to squeeze the trigger and kill Mal- Malcolm X. Right. Right? Yeah. Black people got him the fuck up out of here. Chris Brown put his hands on one black woman. Yeah. Chris Brown seen jail time. Yeah. And he seen community service time. Yeah, for sure. And to this day, even after that, he still ridiculed and stuff and looked at it like as a monster up from that one woman. There were so many goddamn women on this documentary. And R. Kelly is still never yet to set foot in the jail. Shout out to the lawyer. If anybody can DM him, DM Kells, and get that lawyer's number or whatever, I need that in my life. But, I need that lawyer's info. But I, I, don't, I don't even know if we can even shout out the lawyers because the lawyers thought he was going to go to jail. They, oh, for the pe- for the piss tape. Yeah, they, they they you know what I mean. They thought he was. They, they thought he was. Everybody thought yeah. he was gone. It was like a total. You know what I mean? Listen, I'm gonna say it now, man. Mm. At some point, some transaction went down to keep his ass out of jail from that trial. Was the obviously, but that's what I'm saying. The law, your lawyers will negotiate. Be like, yo, I'm gonna need you to settle. And do like the same thing with the whole NDA and all that type of stuff, whatever. They right. they, they negotiated the man and said, like, look, you have to settle with this and we can beat the trial and stuff, whatever, in this aspect. Because Sparkle says she seen the, the the piss tape. Yeah. And she identified that was my that niece. That was her niece. Yeah. Yeah. Quick time, real quick. Mm-hmm. That fast. Yeah. And she took it upon herself to say, to went to her sister and her brother in law, I failed you. I wasn't guarding her. This is the monster did to her and everything. They knew. And when court time came up, they said that's not their daughter. But I'm even, I'm, because I'm, I'm the looking check at it was from, cut, man. But I'm looking at it from the standpoint, even, I mean, even before that, because when Sparkle made it, made it known that it was her niece, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know at the at that point that the brother in law was playing bass for R. Kelly. Yeah. Do you understand? So yeah. it's not like I don't think he didn't know that she that that his daughter was there. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You're if you're R. Kelly's bass player, right? You got a a, a daughter that supposedly could rap her ass off because that that's the whole reason why Sparkle was bringing her bringing her around so she can soak up. 
learn what it was to be in a studio. Yeah, because she was like a young rapper or something. Yeah, she was a young, aspiring rapper, you understand? So, Pop's got to know that the daughter's a young, aspiring rapper. She coming by the studio. You you playing bass on R. Kelly's shit unless he wasn't playing bass on his shit at that time. He was playing piss on his shit. (laughs) Now you start to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. You understand? So, it's either... I'm a bass player. I'm going to try and keep my job. Or, hey, that's my daughter. You know I play bass? Hmm. Mm. Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Either way, man, that's some, that's some messed up, that's some messed up shit to be like, yo, nah, nah. That's, that's not my daughter. my daughter. That's not my daughter. They cut the check, man. Come on, man. They, that's what I said. The lawyers, man. The lawyers. I need those numbers, man. I need the phone numbers, man. Just in case. Johnny Cochran is gone. Rest his soul. But them lawyers and stuff is... Whew. Mint. Them lawyers is... Solid, solid man. They solid. The whole the whole solid. thing. Like, and he got young girls. He got older women and stuff. Whatever, I guess, from the past. Like, where they're not mentally there. He did his thing and all that type of stuff. for them. But I'm like... Everything to Kells and stuff or to R. Kelly came off before, like, what, TP2? As pimp-like. Yeah. From the whole fiesta. Yeah. On the low, with the girls, with me, getting high on some drove, bringing hoes to me, fiesta. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Everything that the man done, like, said in a song and stuff, whatever, shouldn't be a shocker. That's what I'm saying. They were hearing it, but they weren't listening. Because you got to break down the thing. It's the artist. It's the... What... The, and and that's what they say. Artists they live their songs through their lyrics. You know, right. they, sorry, they live they live their life through their lyrics. So he was, he was definitely letting you know. Now, I hear a lot of the arguments of, well, this ain't nothing new. Yeah, it's always been some older dude in the hood with some young chick with some young chick facts. And it's and that's it's it's straight up it's straight up facts, you understand. And when that was going down, there was nothing really much that you could say for him because black people knew that the, you know what I mean this is something that's been happening from time. And right. I wouldn't necessarily just regulate it to the hood or black culture world in itself. The world, right? The world. There's emperors in China that took like some sixteen year olds and stuff whatever as, as as wives and everything. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. He married his cousin who was like way on the age and stuff as well, right? So I and I thinking and I think a lot of people were taking taking that the fact of maybe they had some family member that might have been in the same situation. Maybe they themselves might be in the same situation, mm-hmm. and then kind of and then kind of try to almost justify it. But what they what they fail to understand is it, it what started off of a situation that would have just been considered a statutory rape mm-hmm. because of what he was doing turn into child pornography. Now, statutory rape is one thing. Right. Child pornography is totally different. You understand what I'm saying? So, whereas you may have you may can think or may want to uh, may may want to justify 
the statutory rape or the, the age difference between him and these women, women, you cannot justify the child pornography. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not the only possible charge R. Kelly could have got. Mr. Kelly could have got charges from like kidnapping with the trapped in the closet type of shit or whatever, right? Young girls caught up in the studio, they're not going nowhere, all that type of stuff, whatever. The kidnapping thing could have came in an aspect, whatever. The physical abuse. The physical abuse, whatever. Like the mental abuse, I want to say that's some pimp type shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Iceberg Slim, if you guys don't know, Google him, look him up. But then the physical abuse, you know what I'm saying? So the physical abuse and everything and stuff, whatever, that's domestic violence. Oh, straight that's up. That's domestic violence. But that's what I'm saying. There's multiple charges this man could have got sank on. But that lawyer is solid. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, yo, salute to that lawyer. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't depict him as more worse of a monster and stuff, whatever. Because you and him have something in common. And what's that we got in common? The fact that you... And his lawyer groups agreed to the NDA, just like what you said in episode two. Oh yeah, but you see my 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 NDA. My NDA was for the side bitches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And his NDA is for the young. Yo, yo. So wait, wait. They can write a junior NDA. He can write a junior NDA. Because remember, the NDA people, specifically yo. tailored for his actions. Hope it was waterproof too, because you know the piss might leak on that bitch. <laughs> Laminate that shit. Let the let the pee roll off it, man. Yo. Oh man, but you know what? It's it's funny because I had written them off like. Years, 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 years ago. Yeah, you had to, man. I, 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 I I didn't really. I don't, I don't play his music. Um, I'm not gonna say when you know what I mean when the 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 radio is on and it plays. I'm I'm running down the hallway to shut the radio off. Hashtag mute R Kelly. It it plays. You Mm. know what I mean. But I'm not I'm not requesting it. I'm not I'm not physically listening for it or trying to get it played or anything like that i agree so i agree. I mean with that being said i already i already had written them off years ago without all this new information yeah coming to light well because me i felt the same way too because i felt like yo you don't know if feeling on your booty was pertaining to a grown-ass woman or a young girl like you don't know most of these songs and stuff for so that's the reason why like i'm like yo i'm gonna just stay in my lane because even at my eighth grade graduation and stuff, whatever, we sang, I Believe I Can Fly. Everybody sang, I Believe We Can Fly. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, I, I heard I heard it like in a few church things. Even the documentary had that and stuff too. We sung it at our school and stuff, whatever, and all the above, right? So, I mean, it should be nothing new pertaining to like, I want to say the the gospel stuff or the, you know, the open to media thing. But when it's pertaining to like, an intercourse type of one-on-one intimate with a woman. I don't know if it's pertaining to a woman and I don't know if it's pertaining to a girl. Video aspect, whatever. Yeah. There were women. Like if they had a song like Feel On Your Booty. Yeah. Little Kim was grinding on him, whatever, and everything like that, whatever. He put his hands on Little Kim, but she still got little in the name though. Mm. So maybe that's mm-hmm. the reason why he had yeah, her maybe. and stuff, whatever, right maybe. there. But, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. 
So that's the reason why I kind of fell back. Same thing with you. You said the music, if it plays and stuff, whatever, you go somewhere, you hear a step in the name of love, whatever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a two-step. Yeah, I'm a two-step. I'm a two-step. I'm a two-step two and get it out of the way and stuff, whatever, and we switch songs and stuff, whatever. But, you know, I know for a fact, whatever, like, intentionally and stuff, I won't really look and spin an R. Kelly track like that because I know for a fact I don't know what the lyrics and stuff mean to. And you know what the funny thing about that? I, I think what really... I think what really kind of turned me off from from the whole R. Kelly thing was the song "Save Me." Oh, you save me. Yeah. You save me. Yeah. Gave me a second chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you thought it was over. You thought the shits was over. Well, th- well, this is what I'm saying. A lot of people. Who get caught up in that situation? Go clean. Would have humbled themselves. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that's part of the growth and development you always hear on the particle sons. They would have humbled themselves. Right, right, right. right. They would have. They would have stopped. They would said. They would have. They would have looked. They would have reflected in themselves, and they would have said, "Listen, man. I don't know how. I don't know what kind of unforeseen force." Not guilty. I don't know who, what, who my lawyer serves, who, what, what supreme power they they serve. Yo, but listen, I'm gonna change my life after that. I'm gonna need you not to shit on my new future lawyers and stuff like that. So, so what if they worship the devil? So what if they sacrificing kitties? Listen, hey, leave my lawyers alone. I'd have got off some shit that I I gotta know mm-hmm. that ain't no regular person would have got off for. Facts. You understand? Facts. So at this point, I just got to humble myself, keep it moving, and change my game up. But what did he do? He, listen, he backslid <laughs> down that toboggan hill faster than kids trying to escape him. He, he stepped in the name of backsliding. <laughs> he, he, he backslid into the name of love. That's what that's what that brother did. Yo, that, that that was some shit. I love that documentary. I don't know that docu series. I love it. I feel like they should. That six part shit was kind of wild for me though. Like every day since the new year started, like yo, another one, caliber, another one. I'm like yo, okay, another one. They just kept jamming it down your throats and stuff like that, whatever, right? I mean, some people you know binge watch that shit, whatever. I took my time with it, marinated with a few, went back into like some thoughts, stuff, whatever, with the wife. We had a convo and everything, and then we kind of finished it off, whatever. My thing and stuff is, I, I still feel the same. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I still feel the same. It, it really hasn't changed any shit. It angered a lot of people. Jada Pickett Smith said some shit. She's like, she can't believe his streams went up and stuff, whatever, on music. Yeah, but I mean, there, I'm, there could be a lot of reasons for that, though. You understand? I mean, one, Examples. I think one thing. Examples. The, I think one thing that we talked about mm-hmm. was was nostalgia. Yeah. Right. Because you know, what I mean, like, um, like, uh, uh, what's his name was saying inside the documentary, the singer, John Legend. John Legend. Yeah. These were soundtracks for life. You know what I mean? Yeah. People got married to some of these songs. People had their first kiss, first slow dance. You know, so a lot of these, 
a lot of these songs evoked memorable moments. Right. You understand? So people are like, oh shit, I forgot that song. You know, we go get a quick listen. But I think a lot of it was people actually going back to the songs. To, to go dissect and go dissect now listen. And they actually went from hearing now, to now yeah, li- now actually listen to yeah. Oh, you know what? He did say this. Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. Now that I think back and listen to the song now, hmm. Well, that's what that's, that's what I, was, I was having the conversation stuff, whatever. Like, not to R. Kelly, but it was to someone else. I was telling him, like, when I was younger, Eminem and stuff, whatever, was like, a, yeah, a legit rap god to me. Right. Whatever, right? Yeah. Eminem lyrically was a real good dude and stuff like that, whatever. But as you get older and stuff, whatever, when now your state of mind and stuff is now more mature and to able to deal with some things and stuff that you couldn't deal with and stuff when you were younger. Yeah. Now you're looking back and you're looking like, I feel like Eminem's an angry dude. No, for sure. He's an angry ass dude and stuff, whatever. Like, you know, like from going at his mom and stuff, whatever, to like even now. You got all this money and this time and stuff. You still gonna get right and stuff with becoming a calmer dude. Same thing. Now take that concept and stuff and apply it to like R. Kelly and stuff, whatever. You could have been jamming and moving to all these type of songs and everything, but now your mind is more mature and more there and ready to deal with this type of shit. Yeah. And now when you're going back to listen to these things and stuff, it'll be like, yo, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding and stuff whatever from all you know from way back when. And I think that, that, I mean, that Eminem, that Eminem is a good example because, I mean, when I first heard Eminem, mm-hmm. it was more of, you were looking at it as, oh, this this dude has lyrical skill. Look how he's just taking these words and he's just flipping them and and putting them together and making stories out of it. Yeah, the guilty conscience, right? The guilty conscience. But I mean... I mean, even with the the very first track, Slim Shady. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, you're like, oh, Stuart is just flipping words. He's ill. But then, you now you go back and you listen to Slim Shady. It's like, Stuart ain't saying nothing but mm-hmm. foolishness. foolishness. <laughs> yeah, some bag of bullshit. Yeah, right? you rhyming a bag of bullshit. You understand? Yeah. It's like still clever how you're doing it, but it's a bag of bullshit yeah, that you're rhyming, right? Yeah. So you you it's definitely right. You you get older, you get more mature. You hear things. Differently. Different. And, you know, it's just used, one of those things, man. I used to watch Married with Children when I was younger, whatever. I used to watch Married with Children and stuff. I think it was pumping in, like, 92, 93-ish and stuff, whatever. Right. I was, like, fucking seven years old, seven, eight years old and stuff, whatever. Some of the jokes and stuff, I kind of got, whatever, right? But most of them stuff went over my head because my brain, my mind wasn't mature enough to deal right, with that right, shit, whatever, yeah. right? Because I used to look at it and stuff, I'm like, fucking man working in a shoe store and his wife always wants sex. As a grown-ass man... You would love your wife to always want to have sex <laughs> yeah, with you and yeah, stuff, whatever. Yeah. Now you're looking like yo on clockwork. She won and everything like that. She's still riding with you. You got you a full time job, whatever. You know. So I'm looking. I'm like, you're more mature to deal with these concepts and these ideas. And stuff. It's still there. It's still there. But now when you're taking in these things, stuff with it, our mature state of mind, it's a different dance. Listen, man. I can remember as a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. My listen, my my dad was he was. And I think that's I've I've always been into music because I I grew up with a family that just loved music, mm-hmm. and my parents would throw basement parties mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and my brother would DJ and stuff like that. And one of the songs that I could distinctively remember 
me as a little kid liking and dancing to was a Sister Sledge song. I, I believe it was Sister Sledge. Okay. I'm, 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 I might be wrong. We'll have to Google it after the fact. And, and, and if it is, come back and correct it on the next show. But mm-hmm. the lyrics of the song was push, push in the bush. Push, push in the bush. Stay you good. know I like to get down. And Back as then. a little kid, I was just steadily singing, push, push in the bush. Mm-hmm. Push, push in the bush. Because yeah. it sounded funky. Yeah. It rhymed. Yeah. It wasn't until I became a man that I understood what really push, push in the bush Women back then didn't shave their vaginas. Really <laughs> meant, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's just one of those things. As you say, you grow up, you gain a more understanding, understanding yeah. then you know what's going on. Yeah. So that's it, man. I mean, yo, to close, to the folks that hasn't seen the R. Kelly docuseries, whatever, take a gander, take a watch. If you don't want to believe the hype and everything like that, and you know this man is a monster regardless to the fact how you feel. No one can tell you how to feel. You do your thing. Protect your children. Yeah. Keep I, them close. I would say even for the mere fact if you got if you got children, whether it be whether it be boys or girls, it's a, it's a good insight into into the world of a predator. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us don't get to a lot of us really don't see that stuff that side and and see how you know we always look at these women how, how they so stupid this that how yeah, they let them happen them down, to them you know what them mean? but until you really understand how these women are broken or not even women in the most times these these adolescents are broken down mm-hmm. to the point where you know they don't really know anything else or or start to believe in these things it kind of shows you that you got to really be on your p's and q's y's and z's man and teach your kids how to either how to look out for these things and how to avoid these things because it's, it's very Talk about easy it. it's very easy for them to be caught Talk up the things it's very easy for them to cut up listen man i had a bitch i i had i had no business Watching the, the 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 thing, other than knowing that it's a topic, we're gonna discuss it on the show, mm-hmm. and I gotta get myself up to speed to it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I finished watching the, the 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 series, the six episodes, yeah, the next day I told my daughter, "Listen, you need to watch this. You need to you need to see these things for yourself." Which is good. You understand? Which is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I respect that. I respect that. Real I said, talk. I respect that. I, I said, listen. Certain things, I can tell you. Certain things, I can I can hope you may understand. But listen to these girls' stories. Right, because at, at least if they have some kind of theory, yeah, and if they're put in a situation and stuff, whatever, they have a basis on how to get the this, fuck up out of the, it. The basis, I, and and Fair. they can see, she can see certain things. Absolutely. Hey, this is a pattern. Hey, this is a pattern that so and so maybe may have been going through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Re- start recognizing these things before they come hand. Because listen, a lot of times when when our children leave our sight, we don't know what's happening out there. So we exactly. gotta arm them with a, is as much 
information we possibly can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's that's what I felt about it. So yeah, man. We'll we'll, we'll leave that and stuff on the note with Kells. Um, once again, folks, please find that lawyer's info for me. Send it to at Sofa King Marvelous on the ground, please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, because we, we still gotta make our, our NDA NDA app. man and he, and he he knows what the fuck yeah, we looking yeah, for yeah, yeah. he knows what the fuck we looking for anyway so we just about to seal the deal and stuff on that what else um shit we got Kanye bullying Drake man yo he can't leave Drake alone I'm not a really a, a, I want to say this Drake musically I'm okay Drake fan yeah right I'm okay Drake fan and stuff whatever and all the above whatever um but even if you separate the music aspect and stuff, whatever, bullying is bullying. Flat the fuck out. Like, Kanye is is on his shits. He is bullying the dude, man. The man has... I'm glad the man's not saying anything and stuff, whatever. Right, right. Because you, you can't cater and pander to the nonsense and stuff, whatever. But this is bullying. Like, yo, leave yeah. the man alone. The, man, the man's not even thinking about... He's, he probably not until people bring it to his attention because, you know, we live in social media time. Of course, right? yeah. And somebody might see Drake. Drake, I love you. How come you ain't saying nothing to Kanye West? <laughs> you know, one of those moments. Of he out there dragging your name under yeah. the dirt. And I, I feel like, yo, like, like over 50 tweets within the past few months, man. Like, to one man? To one man? Listen, man. He listen. I I think he re, he really believes that Drake and his wife has something. Yeah, then okay. I I I listen. I believe that. I believe he's not getting any straight answers from his wife. <laughs> so he trying the best as he possibly knows how. Mm. Try try and force. Some answers out of somebody. I'm thinking he hoping Drake going to crack and say, listen, man, she is Kiki. She the Kiki that everybody's saying is Kiki. And But that's a conversation between you and your wife or him and his wife. Mega Man and his wife should be having that. But I just told you, he probably had that conversation. And she, she was vague with it. Time. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like if you question any kind of relationship you're in, whatever, it's not a relationship. No, it's not. So if you feel that your wife and stuff, whatever, still getting mad some business and everything, and she told you no, whatever, maybe she might not be the wife for you. Yeah, she might be the mother of your kids. You gotta keep it. You gotta keep it respectful. But maybe you, your sanity and stuff is way more important than all that. If not, sit down, have some juice, and shut the fuck up. But I think deep down he knows. I think deep. I think deep down. He's hearing no, but he don't believe that answer. And here's why I say that. Okay. Because her road to fame ain't an innocent one. Ray J, man. She got into business hoeing. I mean, facts. Yeah, yeah. CC. Before she was with Kanye, at least four or five other different celebrities. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon tapped it. Uh, the list kind of goes on. Reggie Bush. I mean, hey. I don't know. Now, we all know what type of person Drake is. He's a sniper. 
Yeah. He's a sniper. I'm walking down the street with my wife, and my wife say, hi, Drake. Drake say, hi. I'm, 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 I'm asking my wife, where you know Drake from? Yeah, this is valid. This is very valid. I remember one time he had a photo. I think he had a photo one year, like, booed up with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. And they said it was for a video. And to this day, to this day, to this day, I still can't see that you video. Can, you can't see the video, right? I can't see that you video. You can't see the video. But I can't see that video. But J-Lo and, and, and A-Rod's been together for a hot minute. So, <sighs> we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And then, Yo, like I said, the man, the man's doing his ones and twos, whatever. I don't think Drake is paying it no mind because he's in his lane. But yeah, if he cut and go and stuff like that, whatever, that's something that Kanye himself has to fix within himself. Yeah, for sure. And most, if most he's not in that mental space to help fix himself mentally with that, whatever, he should see somebody flat the fuck out, call it a day. I told you, me and Maga Man, I'm not giving that dude no energy. Until he just produces some music, good music, mm. sticks to what he does and mm. stuff, whatever, and keeps it moving and mm. stuff, whatever. Is, is that why you keep giving R. Kelly the energy? Because he put out good music? Absolutely, no, man. Okay, okay. No, and no, them no, lawyers, no, though, no, man. We, we, y'all we, can't sleep on these lawyers, man. I figured it out. Yo, there you go, man. There's the recipe for success, man. I figured it out now. Screw Matt, like, you know, MAGA Man minus the bullshit plus Kells and the lawyer shit equals. Winning. I would like to see Maga Man and Trump's bromance. Yeah. Just be just just be like the opposite. Pissed off for like one whole day. Just so I can see which one got the stronger tweet game. I'm gonna go with Presidente. You wanna go with Presidente? You know why? Cause Presidente and stuff, whatever. He'll wake up the fuck up in the middle of the night and tweet some shit and be ready to go. So he'll say maybe a piece earlier and come back and stuff like that. Might be 9 p.m. Then he'll wake up and another thing <laughs> and tweet some shit one o'clock in the morning. And be like, Prez, you don't sleep. You don't sleep. Kanye was going there for a bit, for a bit, for a bit. So he probably got to put the kids to bed and he had to take his lithium. Yeah. You know, once the meds kick his system and stuff, he's off to bed and stuff and everything like whatever. But. Trump would just come back and stuff, whatever. And I think Trump might win that one. But see, but the, and, and I'm looking at it like it's two different styles because cause Trump more like a, you know, a hook and an uppercut man. Mm-hmm. Kanye more like that jab. Jab, 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 jab. Yeah, these tweets prove that he a jab dude. He poking the fuck out of a bear. We uh, better just calm him down, calm his ass down, hold his corner. I, no, it, it it killed me though when he just went off on the whole the whole Travis Scott song thing, and I'm like, dude, you you're kind of late with that, bro. <laughs> He's not letting it go, man. Yeah, so you, dude, you kind of you you really late with that. Yo, what you think about Travis Scott doing the Super Bowl? I'm dodgy on it a little bit, but I'm glad for him. The reason why I say I'm dodgy on this stuff is because. Um, I feel like they were drawing straws. Yeah, too many people were saying no, mm. and they have to they have to just like keep throwing some some feelers out there to see like who 
as a minority yeah. is willing to participate and partake and stuff, whatever, with this, whatever. The fact that so many minority folks and stuff have been saying no. Right. So I feel like they're, they're, that's the part I'm dodgy on and stuff, whatever. I'm happy for this exposure and stuff, whatever, Travis Scott, whatever, because I feel like if you're in it, if you're in the industry and stuff, whatever, you should shoot for it to be the best of you and make sure your resume and stuff, whatever, has a lot of things and stuff onto it, whatever, as well, whatever. Like, same, like, same, same thing with Robert Sylvester Kelly. My man, he did all the above work with damn near everybody, Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, like, that's what I'm saying. Your resume should be stacked. But here's, here's the thing, right? In this day and age, mm-hmm. do you really think Super Bowl needs to be on the resume? It could help. Not music-wise, but business-wise. Hmm. I feel like hmm. musicians now, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be just a musician. Right. You should have other entities and stuff that are under your belt. Right. Whatever and everything like that. Whatever it be a, another business, um, a non-profit type of thing and stuff, whatever. I think the musician level should be just your stepping stone and your platform to get you get to get your foot in the door and the rest of what you do with it and stuff is all onto your hustle and your know how and all the above. Yeah. So I that's why I feel like on a on a music level, no. On a business level, you're there. You're there. Because who the hell don't some people, some people who don't even watch football watch Super Super Bowl and stuff for a halftime for the show. Halftime show, yeah, that's true. And commercials, that's true. So that's what I'm saying. So the fact that they, these people and stuff for the NFL took it upon themselves to say like, yo, you know what? We're gonna have you rock for even like a five minute segment, and everything and stuff, whatever. You're a business person and stuff. You're looking like, who the hell is this Travis Scott dude? Go somebody Google him. You're like, yo, you know what? He's Kylie Jenner's. You know, man and everything like that, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he can work with the Kardashians. They have a pop name and stuff, whatever. We'll see if we can wean him into a commercial somewhere. Wean him into a business and stuff like that, whatever. So I'm saying, your resume will grow. Mm. That's how I look at it from a business standpoint and stuff, whatever. But like I said, teachers on how you feel. Because I, I, I look at it as when, you know, okay. I would say maybe 10 years back. Mm-hmm. For you to be on the Super Bowl, you're using that platform to expose yourself to a wider audience. Right. Right? A lot of times, an audience that you wouldn't necessarily reach within your 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 demographic or through your, your through your record label's means. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But the dynamic of of the industries has changed so much through the advent of internet and social media that a lot of these people are stars and they're stars to people who don't even know what the Super Bowl is. Facts. That's valid. So now we're looking at a point where it's actually the Super Bowl who are trying to grab the bandwagon new to jump in people trying to grab more attention because they've been they, they've been losing revenue right as far as you know the the, the tickety people watching people attending yeah. people buying this that and the third so they kind of they kind of need something. To kind of grasp that back. 
They need I, they need Travis Scott more than Travis Scott needs them. Well, yeah, even Jay said that in the song. I think it was the ape shit. Yeah. Type of Super Bowl, you don't need me, I need you. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he said it again, with, I mean, with the, the champions. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, his, his verse still with the whole Super Bowl, Super Bowl came calling, he said, hell no. Yeah. I don't need you, y'all need me. Yeah. But, you know, it's at the point where Super Bowl need anything urban they can grab. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, you look at it, like, most of their, the players and stuff that are urban listeners and stuff, and much less, you're right, like, in, in today's time and stuff, whatever, even a kid and stuff way in the corner of, like, Seattle and stuff, who wouldn't be, like, Homer Grunge Rock, they're still jamming to hip-hop and stuff, whatever, yeah. or, or to urban music and stuff as well, so, I mean, they'll know a Cardi B, they will know a Beyonce, they will know a Travis Scott, Drake, and whosoever and stuff, whatever, but, I mean... I understand what you're saying. Because I mean, who did? I mean, who is who is the ma- the main performer? Is it John Mayer? Yeah. So okay, so right there we know, we know John Mayer is not going to turn it down. Right. You understand because for him in his genre, he needs that exposure. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Travis Scott to me, you don't really need it. He'll go from from great to awesome. He'll go from great for awesome, but you know what? He he might also lose a lot of he might also lose a lot of weight on the way. He might he might lose that that segment that would be like, yeah, bro, you know we don't fuck with the fa- we know you know we don't mess with the NFL. Taking heed to the bullshit. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. Um, I have I I. Have a confession and stuff, whatever to make. Um, I didn't want to buy into the whole bird box bullshit, <laughs> but I bought into the bird box bullshit because you, you got suckered. I got suckered. You got suckered, whatever, right? Because I want to say, let me just say this. Net, shout out, salute to Netflix. I'm gonna say salute to Netflix and stuff for that because Netflix, whatever, y'all fucking milking this game. My remote has a Netflix button on there, right? So once I tap it, don't do. Listen, I don't, I don't think there's a single remote out now that don't have, have that Netflix? damn Netflix okay, button. Okay, well then, yeah, well then, salute to all the remotes stuff out there with the Netflix button on there. I tap that thing. I want to say, the mo- the main purpose is for my son to watch his little kid shows on there, right? Right. right. But as soon as you tap that button, they tell you what's popping. In the Netflix world. Oh, yeah. And that Bird Box thing was just living there. Every other day, if I'm going to turn on Netflix and stuff, whatever, whether it be for the missus, whether it be for Lil' Man, or from, I don't even watch Netflix like that, whatever. It just right. depends It just depends on what. Right. And when I hit that button, doom, doom, Bird Box. Doom, doom, Bird Box. I open up social media or whatever. Bird, bird box. box mean. Bird Box. Bird Box. I'm like, yo, you know what? Told the wife, I'm like, yo, do you watch this shit yet? She's like, no. I'm like, fuck it. We gonna make it a damn date night and stuff, whatever. We just gonna shut it down and stuff, whatever. Once little man go to sleep, yeah, yeah, this is us. Yeah. Took the bitch in. I'm not a fucking fan of the movie. I feel like I wasted some time and stuff on my life from it. Maybe because for a typical horror film, yeah, I need to see the monster. I need to see the demon or what the what the what was making people go cool for Cocoa Pops. Like even the first Blair Witch Project, yeah, 
They had the man in the corner, Josh Ward, and there was a hand that knocked over, and that was it. I was upset. I'm like, I wasted an hour and 30 fucking minutes and stuff for to see a fucking hairy-ass hand knock over a camera. Oh, man. And I didn't see nothing else. So I was upset. So when I couldn't see what this was with everything, I felt like it was just a tease. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was just a tease. Here's the thing with, with me and, and, um, and that movie, because I think before even the... I got went to the whole social media explosion. Mm-hmm. Wifey had had uh, found it as one of the movies to watch. I mean, we got the, the the TV set up in the bedroom before we go to sleep. We might catch a late a, night a, flick. A, a late night flick, and what's what you, what you what you have it. So she was like, I was at work, and she was like, Oh, I found this thing called Bird Box. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking. I'm listening to the name Bird, Bird Box. Bird Box. She goes, watch me. Was that Popeye's Chicken? She goes, no, she, no. She said, if if you want, I'll wait for you to get home and we could watch it or I'll just watch it with the kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I was like, it didn't sound like anything that I would be interested in. So I said, nah, go ahead. Just, you know, you watch it. Mm-hmm. So I, I get home now and they go to the TV and I'm like okay so it's all done and they, they raving and it's like oh it's this that and the third I watch it again and you gotta watch you gotta watch oh so they loved this shit so, so they loved it so mm-hmm. I was like alright that's cool so then, yeah I still wasn't I still wasn't you know really think but it was like now the next day now I'm on Facebook I'm on IG and I'm seeing everybody talking about this bird box bird box bird box so that that day when I got home now, mm-hmm. my daughter's like, I'm going to watch it again. And my wife's like, you got to watch it again. You got to watch You got to watch Come on. So I was like, so, all right. Another one bites the dust. I'll watch it. Like, because at this point now, everybody else is talking. So now, now I'm curious. Now you're curious. Now I'm curious. Yeah. So now, here's the thing with me though. If it's something that I'm not apt to watch. Mm-hmm. And I start to watch it. It's got to be something damn good to make me be like, okay, I could get, I could get into this. Mm-hmm. So now, what's so funny is that I think maybe a, maybe a, a month or two before I watched the other movie with them. The Ooh. one where you can't see a word. Did you see that one on Netflix? I can't remember what that one is called. What, People Die? Yeah. Oh, no, that's fucking awesome. You got to give me that name, man. I, yeah, I, 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 for the life of me, I can't, I can't remember, but it's almost the same premise, almost that you can't say anything because they'll hear you, and if they hear you, they come and get you and snatch you. So everybody's just throwing up gang signs and then so writing on poster notes? nobody talking. Right? So, so ain't nobody fucking in that world either, then. So, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm saying, well, all they did was take the premise from one movie mm-hmm. and say, ain't nobody can speak and throw the premise on another movie and say, anybody can see. Ain't nobody can see. So, right away, I'm like, nah, some bullshit. Yeah, you know, just... Yeah, what we gonna have next? Ain't nobody can hear. Yeah. 
So now, all right, I'm gonna give it a chance. Sandra Bullock's in it. She a good actor. Yeah, you know I mean, let me let me see what's going on. So, starts. And the way that it started, I'm yeah, I'm I'm into it now, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause I kind of understand, I I understand the premise, so mm-hmm. so I can see where it's coming from. But I just didn't know how how everything just starts off. So it starts off like anything normal, right? And then you start to see the you know the 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 news clips of what's happening around this place, flashbacks and, so and all that. Yeah. So you starting to get the the gist of things. So. I'm saying, hey, okay. You know, I'm feeling the concept. This might not be too bad, right? Mm-hmm. So, I got up to the point where they all kind of got into the house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they were all in that little safe haven of the house. I'm saying to myself, all right. The same bad, the same bad. I, uh, let's see where it goes from here. Then, spoiler alert, I don't even know why I'm saying spoiler alert, because everybody probably damn watched Bird Box by now. If you ain't watched it, I, I, I'm a spoiler for you. Spoiler alert. I'm a spoiler for you. So when they ran out of food now, and they decided to themselves... They about to go driving. They got to go get... They, yeah. they about to go get food. They, they going to gonna leave the house to go get food. Right. Knowing full well, you can't even watch this shit on a screen. <laughs> now, here's the thing. This is why the movie was bullshit to me. Continue. Now, here's the thing. You want you don't want to take the chance or risk. Of seeing. Not only that. Of blindly going maybe a couple hundred feet. To another house to see if there's food in the other house mm-hmm. but you want to drive you want to paint all the windows black on a vehicle paint all the windows black on a vehicle well dude no. and hold on and use the GPS and the sensory around the car and the sensors around the car to get to the supermarket that's miles away up, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is world-class disaster. Like I said, man. My whole thing is <clears throat> there should have been a lot more bodies, a lot more obstructions in the middle of that road. Right. For that car to get to where it's going. Right. Right? Right. But they ended up somehow miraculously at the grocery mart. Right? God's plan. God's plan. Okay. They, 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 they made it there. You know who the only smart person in that crew was? Oh. The mean asshole. Because I wasn't going back. Simple. But that's what I'm saying. The the whole that whole rush of that movie and stuff, whatever, like everything played off to me and just look at him like, nah, nah. So hold nah, on. So theoretically this no. Nah. So, so this is Go so ahead. this is so this is now. So it was a miracle that they got there. 
How the hell did it get back? Home. The home button on GPS. The home button on the GPS? Yeah. How the hell did it get in the garage? Yo, I guess when they're pulling up to the house, man, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Listen, man. Listen. When they got into the garage That's perfectly... Your flick. That's your flick. When they got into the garage perfectly, I was like, hell no. I was like, hell no. They, they hit the side of the house. They hit the... They got... They drove right into the garage perfectly. Yep. I just closed my eyes at that point and said, I'm going to sleep. You, you bird box your damn self from there. <laughs> you bird box your damn self. I just know... After watching the movie... I understood the memes. There were some fire memes. There was a dude, I guess, whatever. The girl's talking to him in a sexy voice, whatever, and everything. He got the blindfold on and stuff, whatever. She's like, you want some head? He lifted off one. I'm like, yep, you'd have been caught too. Probably would have caught my ass and stuff the same way. And then the other one and stuff, whatever, I think there was... The guy's like, yo, is that $100 million in cash by your feet, whatever? Lift off, yo, with a scoop me. I was more entertained by the memes. The meme, yeah, the meme, the memes made my day. I was more entertained by the, the memes. The memes made my day, but the movie didn't make the cut for me. I think the thing that pissed me off about the bird box whole scenario stuff, so besides the challenges and stuff, is that in ATL they had an official bird box mansion party. Who the fuck is gonna go to the club? Well, not even people went to the club blindfolded in this motherfucker to go dance. Motherfuckers are upset if somebody step on somebody's foot. And much as you got loud ass music playing, you're in dim light, so you could barely see through the damn blindfold and stuff, but you wanna go dance in a party. <laughs> oh my gosh, people, how dumb could you get? It's like you get home and your your, your boy be like, yeah, how's the party? I ain't seen nothing. I ain't seen nothing. Seen nothing. <laughs> 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 Yo. Yo, you could have been dancing with a dude with a big ass and everything. Be like, yo, I was grinding on this chick though. How you know it's a chick? How you know it's a chick? Mm-hmm. Once it smelled like a chick, mm-hmm. this dude said smell like chicks. Hey, man, I ain't weird. I ain't gay. Be like, hey. He ain't saying nothing. He ain't saying nothing. And, and if you were, that's there's no judgment in the bird box party. Ain't no judgment in the bird box party. Teach boxes own. <laughs> Yo, I don't know, man. It was too wild. Yo, um, state of Ohio, my my home state. They have a thing where they want to kill off cursive handwriting and stuff, whatever, because they feel like most people in the world feel like they don't use cursive handwriting anymore. Right. But they feel like it's a must that you need to know it and everything like that. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't think these kids and stuff understand what cursive handwriting is. Even if you say the word cursive to probably somebody that might be even like under the age of 16 and stuff, whatever, they won't understand what cursive and stuff, whatever, is. Right. I feel like it's something like Old English. We don't write in Old English, but we know what Old English is and we know what Old English looks like. And I feel like they need to... So it's not just slicker? No, 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 no. The OE, you know, it's a basic-ass beer. I wouldn't really rock with it like that, but... 40 ounces stuff that'll get you by for like a little change in America. OE. OE, man. And the cursive handwriting thing, the state of Ohio told them like, yo, fifth graders need to know it and stuff before or unless they're, you know, if they're trying to transition into middle schoolers. Mm. If they don't learn it, they can't graduate. Right. And some people are in an uproar about it. And I feel like 
they shouldn't be in an uproar if it's anything and stuff, whatever, as like a history lesson or a teaching point for kids in general. Right, right. Kids are supposed to be meant, they're, they're meant to learn. Adults are meant to learn and stuff as well. But kids, they're supposed to be more susceptible, like a sponge, soak up a lot more. They said if you're gonna learn a language and stuff like that, it's better to learn it when you're a kid. Yeah. Because it's easier stuff for it to learn as a kid compared to when you're an adult. Because yeah. you have like a lot of more extra stuff in your brain that tends to block or hinder you from learning that much. How do you feel about that? You know, it's a it's a it's a weird one because as a kid, I learned how to write cursive. Right. And you know, it's it's one of those things that you learn right after you learn how to just write your standard alphabet, put words together in mm-hmm. sentences and so forth like that. And but how do you do a signature if you don't know cursive? Well, here's the thing. How, I, are people still using signatures now? Hell I'm yeah. looking at things. I'm, I'm I'm looking at things going forward. Uh, besides besides adults, okay, these kids mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. who are going into fifth grade, right? Mm-hmm. When they're ready to authenticate documents, do you think it's still going to be signatures? What do you think it's going to be? The blood print? <laughs> it's going to be. It's probably going to be like some some form of scan. Some form of you know. What I mean, I'm. This is me. Some form of identification because look at it but how do you identify that even on a passport something like a passport and stuff for the much less whatever you got a line for a signature and stuff whatever and that's embedded into like a lot of countries this type of thing right bro when's the last time you flew uh two no three years ago after after you signed that that passport passport, right okay Better yet. You got a passport for X? Yeah. Did he sign it? No. It's still a valid passport, right? Right. Okay. After you sign your passport or your paper once, right? Mm -hmm. Do you ever sign it again? No. Okay. During that process, is it only you sign it or do you actually have to print your first and last name also? When you go and fill out that form. Both. You got to do both, right? Yeah, both. Okay. Now, you do that once, Mm -hmm. right? You don't even fill out the little document forms in the airport now. It's Everything's all electronic. I know that. You understand? Yeah. So, what I'm saying, when these kids reach of age, you you still think they're going to be signing it? I don't think they're going to be signing anything. Straight fingerprint. It's either going to be straight... It's going to be some form of scan, some eyeball scan, this, that. Your confirmation is no longer going to be a signature. signature. I got you saying. Right? They're passing all that because signatures can be forged. Right. Right? So they're looking at they're looking at ways of how, what's the most, the most secure thing possible. Right? Mm. Ain't nobody writing letters no more. No. If you're writing a note, you're printing the note. Yeah. So, in this day and age, what is the real use of, of cursive other than just you trying lesson. to be nostalgic? Just a history lesson. Just a history lesson. Just a history lesson. It's like calligraphy. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's exactly like calligraphy. Yeah. It's there. You might be able to read it, but you know how to do you know how to write it? I can't write in calligraphy. No. No, you need a special pen and everything for that. Yeah. Yeah. They go out, go, go, go. Tell me where I could go buy a calligraphy pen right now. Art store. (laughs) That's it. Or some type of script, some script note place. You know Mm. what I mean? That's those only places where those things are. Those places have been. Those things have been regulated to certain places. Right. Right. So. I would see why parents are in a uproar because why? Why my kids gotta be forced to learn something that they're never gonna use. No, I don't think it should be. They, well, they should be forced, but I feel like they still should need the the lesson, the lesson in the history of it. The lesson in the history of it, I can I can see, but then even then, after you learn it, then that it's that's it. It's obsolete. It's obsolete. It's obsolete. Well, after you explain everything and stuff, whatever, like that, whatever, yeah, I see. Bit by bit, we're gonna go to that fingerprint, finger scan type of shit. Yeah, any damn bro. Way, right now, right? Nobody we do that shit at work. Nobody exactly. <laughs> we do that shit at work. Exactly. You know what I mean? When I log into the computer, it's it's a it's a four digit code I use. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah, I mean we do that shit daily. I get that, whatever. So you're not for it. Um No, I mean it it should be an I think it should be optional. No, I I don't think it should be like something to make or break you graduating or make and break you yeah, from no, you know, advancing. No, it should be something I you know what I mean you want it's like like some sort of extended elective or something? Course. Yeah, like an elective. You know what I mean? This was part of... This is what we used to do. This is how we used to do things. Yeah, they, but they can teach that in art class. Yeah, they can, oh, yeah for sure. They can, can be taught in art They can art teach class. that in art class and stuff for, there for a little bit and then that's it. Just move on for it and stuff for it. Nothing major, dramatic, a little quick, a little bio on it, whatever, and then make the whole class do the whole signature thing with, with their name. Listen, the only... The, the, I mean, my, my, my logo itself, the Particle Sons logo itself it's almost a, a sort of cursive yep. but guess what I ain't write that that's the computer doing that crap yeah fair yeah yeah fair yeah well, we're grateful for that logo man we're grateful man gratitude for attitude yeah man we're gonna throw it on some, some some t-shirts shout out to my man Color he just sent me uh a new sweater with a new logo that he's he's pushing called uh, Rubai University. Mm. You understand? So if you graduated from the School of Hard Knocks, you might mm. want to get yourself a Rubai University sweater after that. You understand? So Rubai. I'm going to throw some pictures up on the Particle Sons because, you know, we support black businesses. And okay. he's definitely doing his Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, man. He's definitely doing his thing. So, you know what I mean? We'll we show you what they look like. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I understand. Let me let me ask you and stuff, whatever. I have an issue with people in the world not understanding gratitude or being grateful. Right. I feel that like if you do twenty favors for a person, yeah, and the twenty first time that you can't do a favor for them and stuff, whatever, that's not the time for them to turn to social media and say it's me against the world. I can't believe I'm in this world all by myself. No one got my goddamn back. When like your history lesson was that I came through twenty fucking times. Yeah. The twenty yeah. first time I couldn't come through and stuff, whatever. But I feel like I thought it was just a me type of situation, stuff whatever. But the amount of conversation I had with people and stuff whatever, not only just the holiday time, but a few months back, I feel like us as people 
on the planet have an issue with gratitude. Yeah, gratitude's no longer the attitude. Why? Why do you feel that? Is, like, do you feel like it's okay not to just give a fuck about you know somebody who just did you a favor or, or did something for you, a kind gesture? I think now we're in an area of instant instant gratification. Also, it's gratification before the gratitude. Gratification before gratitude. Because you feel good in the process. Yeah, you 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 want things now, and when you when you can't get it now, all of a sudden it's a problem. Mm. We're so we're so we're so trained of having everything at our fingertips. fingertips. Yeah. That when we can't get something, all of a sudden now it's a problem. Nobody I see. I see wait, no, I see where you're coming nobody from. Nobody wants to wait for anything. No. no more. No man. Part of part of having gratitude is being able to be humble, being able to be patient, being able to. To, to understand certain things and see nobody people ain't got no time for that they got no time to be grateful there's no time people ain't got no time for gratitude it's instant gratification so what about those religious folk aren't they grateful that you know they woke up and saw another day that you know you know they, they got a chance to go push their Cadillac or whatever the fuck they're not grateful for some shit whatever yeah they're grateful they woke up and seen another day and then a minute later instant gratification from checking all their emails IG and Facebook mm, I know the gratification is heavy because I know like likes the likes and stuff in the comments whatever I realize that as a social experiment I seen that to, to people like people feel a type of way and stuff whatever I was out one day and stuff with her, hollering at um, a friend of mine and stuff. And they had a, there was a female friend and stuff there. And she was there. And she's like, yo, you didn't like one of my photos. I'm right. like, I'm like, the fuck? Out of how <laughs> many photos have you been like? I was, I was like, I was like, yo, I like that one photo. I like the other photo and stuff and everything like whatever. She said, but why are you talking about it if you didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> yo. And I was like, wow, I guess it's the gratification, man. I'm feeling good. Yeah, gratitude is no longer the attitude. She didn't say, hey, thank you for liking my other, other five pictures that, you know, you just randomly no, liked. No, you just didn't like that one. It's but a it, problem. But, but tell me why this one, this specific one, why is it? Because now it's a now it's psychologically, it's a problem. Mm. There's something wrong. There's got to be something wrong why he didn't like this one. Mm. There's gotta be a reason why he didn't like this particular one. You understand? Mm-hmm. People are so used to getting 15, 20, 30 likes that if they get a photo with only 10, they feel defeated. They're gonna slit their wrists. They ain't like only 10 people like this one? <laughs> the hell? Yo. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Y'all don't know art when you see it. Y'all don't know. This was better than the other five. You're like, what's wrong with y'all? This is Picasso. Yeah. This is not that Mona Lisa shit. Y'all Chain are crazy. Y'all are stupid. Yeah, I, I, re- I see that though. I see that. The, grat- the, uh, the instant gratification stuff means more to people stuff than anything else. stuff. Whatever. Like, I'm a man. I don't have notifications set up on my phone. Right. Right. 
Besides the basic text messages and phone calls, like the basic stuff. But I know, I know people and stuff, whatever. They have notifications set up on like the IG, they Twitter, Facebook and stuff, whatever. So if somebody likes something from them, whatever, it comes up on their phone and stuff, whatever. I don't see why there's a major issue for you to see that. I feel like that's just killing your battery life. But I don't pay your bill. I don't pay your bill. It's just it's just the mentality of of you know some some things just make some people feel better about themselves. Do you and do that? You got notifications on there? Yeah, I got notifications on my for phone. For like, but but here but here's the thing though. Mm. My phone's forever on silent. Mm. So I don't I don't see those notifications until you pick up your phone. Until I actually pick up my phone. You understand? Also, I see. Oh, okay, this, that, 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 and the third. And I basically, and and it's it's just like what I, what I said. I post stuff mm-hmm. pertaining to business, right? So when I'm looking for feedback, I'm looking for feedback on how the business is doing, right? It's never anything personal about me. Facts. I know that. that that's what I can agree. I can testify to that about you. You understand? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm hashtagging anything, mm-hmm. it's always in regards to business. If it's a photo of me, ain't no damn hashtag. This is a photo of me. Hey, I got, I got, you don't even got a, you don't got a whole quote. No, I ain't got. I ain't got no no nothing no no this no that. I just. I'm gonna start spicing up my IG and stuff. Like that. I, I, I get I get told by a lot of people and stuff. Whatever your IG is all about, your business side and stuff. Whatever like they want to see more of my little man, more of my fan, more of me posting things and stuff like that. Whatever. And then I'm like I'm gonna start spicing some whole quotes. Whatever you know. Yeah. I'm gonna be like on the beach covered in sand and stuff. Whatever like you know about my nipples and my crotch, and I'm gonna say some shit like. The guiding light from God will get me by through this day. Some shit like that. Because, yo, these girls, they be killing it. Some stupid ass. Some stupid ass shit. They be killing it with these whole quotes. I call them whole quotes. Yo, there was was one. There was one with this chick. She had an ass shot. I showed my wife. She had an ass shot with her her and her thong. Bikini. Regular ass, regular woman ass and stuff. Nothing, you know, store bought, nothing hyped up, no super curvature, just regular to me, right? And it's just a shot of her backside and side of her face. And the paragraph that followed this thing, it wasn't even like, you know, check out these buns. It was a quote. I got this bitch on deck. I will read this shit to you. Please, I, please, I, read, please read me. I what couldn't she even had. break it down. I was like, wait, what? Here it go, right here. So, baby girl said this I wasn't going to upload these photos. In fact, I looked straight past them. I scrolled through Instagram tonight and got caught up with comparison. I still get in the mindset of comparison, but I love pushing past the fear. The fear of not being good enough. So instead of my comparison with my bodies to others, I will appreciate how individual and beautiful my own body is. Someone sent me a beautiful quote today and it gave me shivers. An automatic sense of peace. And I said to my body, softly, I want to be your friend. It took a long breath and replied, 
I've been waiting for this my whole life. Just ask. Just ask for that. Can we, can we, can we snap for that, for the whole quote? Like, what the 747, what the fuck was all that just for an ass shot? <laughs> Explain. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Because you probably the only person that read that damn quote. <laughs> I know. You're the only damn person that read that damn quote. Yo. I lost it. I lost it. I was like, yo, I'm I'm only doing photos with whole quotes now. Yeah. I'm gonna do a provocative pose on my couch and stuff, whatever. Probably like a, a in a bucket of popcorn in front of my crotch. And I'm like, movie night. I think I watched something inspirational. Like the pianist. It's <laughs> a fuck it. Look, man, I I'm telling you, I'm I'm straight up even even when I'm even when I'm just even this when it's just regular old me. In a photo, mm-hmm. there's some. I'm advertising something. Yeah. Either it, it's either a black heart. It's either a a, a DZ design bracelet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's either you know what I mean. My 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 logo on my T-shirt. My logo on a hat. Particle signs. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like okay. If I'm gonna do something, it's gotta have, it's gotta have some form of benefit. Right. I'm. I'm not trying to just... I ain't trying to hold myself out. Shit, you better start. I'm about, to, I'm about to be out here with a whole quote. I'm going to be out here whole quoting it up. Whatever, stay tuned, y'all. Whole quote. Y'all going to see on sofa. You're going to see it out here. Whole quote. Whole quote. Whole quote. Whole quote. Let me just say, um, we are, we're at the question period in the question time. No Third question bag session. Ready for this? Ready. So this this one, I'm ready. this one, I hit the people off with and stuff for them for the beginning of the new year, and it kind of set a few people off in their frenzy and stuff whatever. Because I guess like more and more people, more and more followers are coming in and stuff whatever. Thanks, shot, you know, of course to the Particle Sons, and and repost this on the Particle Sons as well. And the question I asked, I said, would you end the life of your best friend, or end the life of fifty random people? Hmm. 50 random people. Why? Because I don't know. So one life is more important than 50 lives. Listen. <laughs> people die every day, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. People die every day. Let me ask you something. <laughs> I'll have you. <laughs> Out of the probably 1,000 people who died today. Mm-hmm. Did you cry for anyone? I cried for Argentina when Vida told me to. All right. <laughs> but no, you, I, you, you, I agree with you. I agree with you. Me personally and stuff, whatever. I mean, it's a selfish way of thinking, but... It is a selfish way of thinking and stuff, whatever, but I look at it and stuff as that. Your best friend, we probably rolled with thick and thin and stuff, whatever, to ride for you, did some shit, had your back and stuff, and the Cobra Clutch and everything, like whatever... I don't feel like his life is less important than 50 lives. But if it's just random folk and stuff, whatever, yo, y'all got to be off, man. I got I got to keep my people and stuff, whatever. That, that's safe. what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That I mean, that one is pretty easy for me. I think... Nah, some, some, some res- the responses I got and stuff, whatever. I got a, I got a few... I want to say I got, I got a, a few best friends. Yeah. 
best friends was probably the majority. Right. But I want to say the percentage of stuff of like 50 randoms and stuff and people like, oh my gosh, one life over 50. Like when you put, and then somebody's like, if you put it on a scale. Yeah. It's better to just kill off the damn one compared to like the 50 and stuff, whatever, right? And I was like, and someone else said, what did your best friend, what did your best friend contribute to society? Why you feel like you should keep them alive? And I was like, yo, your best friend is out there playing 2K with you. That ain't shit. But, but this is the thing though, because you don't know what the random 50 has done. Fair. You know what I mean? It's like, it's. It, it, it would have been different if it was like you said, okay, would you end the life of your best friend or would you end the life of 50 Nobel Prize peacemakers? <laughs> and you're going to say, my yeah. friend? You're like, yeah. You're gonna, whoa, this is a tough Ooh. one. This is a tough one, folks. Ooh. This is a tough I one. I thought these 50, the world might be out of chaos. I can't get wrong with my one friend. I got maybe four other rich friends still left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I guess we both agree, man. Yo, we got to say the best friend when I killed the 50. Killed the 50, man. Should have yeah. some, you know, some murderer. Blood is on our shoulders. Hey, out of sight, out of mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dirtbag. <laughs> That's a dirtbag way of ending it. Out of sight. Out of mind. Come I'm, on, friend. Let's go get a beer. Yo, I'm good, man. I'm good. Everything you good? Everything? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. You know, it's, it's, it's great to just be back at it. We, we took a little break, but this is fun, man. Yeah. I enjoy doing this, man. We're 2019. Back at it, man. 2019. We got a lot in store for you guys. A lot of good stores. Um, I'm going to be away on vacation. Enjoy. Soaking up some sun. Enjoy. Getting some rest and relaxation oh, for you. No, but no. don't worry. We got something special for you in the cut. Absolutely. For while I'm gone. So we ain't going to miss a beat. We're not missing the beat for you. And then when I get back, you know, we right back at it. Right back to the business and stuff as well. Again, thank you for listening to the Particle Sons. Remember, the difference between stupidity and genius is that genius has its limits. Peace. Happy New Year. Peace.